now, a special presentation from Limit Break Radio. Welcome to the Final Fantasy XIV Fun Festival. The 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival, live from the Paris and Las Vegas. Limit. Break. Oh, this is even better than I imagined. I give it a ten. Juxtaposition. Could you pretend to try? Escalia. I like unicorns. And Nika. Heroes never die. Thank you. Nice, nice to be in Vegas. Limitbreakradio.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome. To the 2016 Fan Fest! Woo! Hey guys, Escalia Riumasa coming to you live for Limit Break Radio from day two of Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest 2016 in beautiful Las Vegas. I am here with Oshihedra in an amazing cosplay. Oshihedra, obviously it's day two. It's been a very exciting first day leading into today. What has been your favorite part of Fan Fest so far? Oh man, the costume contest. Uh, I was wearing Dreadworm Monkey at last uh, yesterday, and in the contest I made in the top 20, it was really an honor. <laughs> so is that were you up on stage for that then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, a dragoon won that cost, uh, costume contest, and I mean it was amazing. The the helm closed and it was full scale mail. What did you think of that? It was incredible. Um, I'm in a, a Facebook fan uh, fest cosplay group on Facebook. She posted them, and everyone was like, all right, she's going to win. That's that's amazing. One of those kind of foregone conclusions, then. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we obviously got the trailer for Stormblood yesterday. It, I mean, everyone seems to be pretty excited. What in that trailer stood out to you? Oh, the monk love. I am a monk main, and I have never been happy to, to be one. Um, but... Uh, for heaven's word, I was a Dragoon main, so I felt like the same way. I'm like, this is a tra- this is a trailer made for me, and now I come in, I'm like, this looks cool, but it's not made for me anymore. It was also kind of funny that um, the girl, like, it, it was almost a red herring that it was a dancer until she started doing actual monk moves, which it, that's got to be Ida. I mean, come on. Well, and still, everyone thinks it might be dancer. I, I, I'm with you. I think it's Ida doing monk moves. It's probably showing off some of the 50 or 60 to 70 abilities that we'll get on the way. Yeah, it, like I said, red herring made me think it's a dancer at first. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. We're being talked over by an exclusive sale. This is incredible. Uh, so basically, here we are. It's day two. Uh, the after party was last night. You are, of course, an LBR listener, correct? Yep. That's wonderful. Uh, it was a great party we had last night. Today, we're going to get a live letter uh, for 3.5. Ideally, we'll get a lot of information about that. How has your experience with Heaven's Word been? Have you kind of fallen off, or are you still into it? You know what? For a while, I did fall off after I uh, left a raid group. I like I haven't touched Nidhogg Extreme at all yet because I just kind of stopped caring about extreme content. But um, just for 3.4, I got into a new raid group. We cleared um, we cleared Sophia EX on the first night, which was kind of telling for how good the group is, and I'm enjoying it again. It's good. So scale of 1 to 10, where is your hype meter as we uh, finish up 3.5 and move towards Stormblood? I am a bit of a lore whore, and I love, I've love i loved that we're finally going to Alamigo, so I'm up there like 9 or 10 right now. 
All right, guys. Oshihedra, uh, thank you so much for the interview. And uh, this is a Scalia Riumasa. We got more coming from Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest in Las Vegas. Day number two. Thanks, guys. All right. Nika is here, and the PvP tournament has just wrapped up. I am here with Team Hello. First time, the champions of the first Feast tournament. Um, I would like to ask you about your experience on it. And uh, tell me your name, your character name, what server you guys are on, and tell me a little bit about the experience. Uh, I'm plus one. I'm on Balmung, and I've been uh, <laughs> uh, I've been doing feast for since like season one. I started um, on Balmung, and then I got invited to Gilgamesh to join Rum Raisin Fan Club uh, from T Pan and and a lot of the great guys over there, um, and just learned a lot about feast and how to uh, my game, and had a lot of fun today uh, at the tournament. Great, awesome. Hi, my name is uh, Atreus Auditor. I'm originally from Sargatanis. I'm on Balmung now. Um, I moved there for PvP because through my experience with Wolves Den, since it came out frontline, I met a lot of cool people. Um, Slib, Falu here, Stefan, uh, people like Stragus. And uh, so I moved to Balmung to kind of continue doing PvP and focusing on that. I've known these guys for a very long time. Um, they're Paladin Maine. Um, we have a lot of synergy. We have we you know we trust each other, and I think that's what carried us to the end. You know, just kind of depending on each other to finish the job and do what they're supposed to do. Hey, I'm King Stefan. I play the White Mage for this team. Uh, I've been PvPing for about a year in Final Fantasy World of Warcraft. Before that, um, I hit rank one last season in Light Party, and I guess my experience here. Uh, it was really fun, but kind of difficult to transfer from using a Razor Naga mouse to having literally nothing. Um, and then, like, at the start, like, our headsets wouldn't work and stuff like that. So there was a bit of a struggle, but I guess we came out ahead. And uh, it was really fun. Like, I hope they do more stuff like this. Yeah, it was really awesome. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm uh, My character name is Slip Falu. And um, I was originally from Gilgamesh. That's what I started on. Moved to Goblin and to Balmung and bounced around a bit more and ended up back on Balmung again to join these guys in PvP. And it was an honor. I'm so happy they took me into the team. They needed one melee DPS and Atreus was kind enough to be like, all right, we're going to take you along and the other two too. So, um, you know, I'm just, this is so exciting. I really enjoyed the tournament and I'm glad we won. Yeah, that was really exciting. So do you guys PvP together outside of FanFest, or did you just put this together just for today? Uh, Stefan and I uh, PvP as a primary team, and we have a melee and a range back at home who couldn't make it. Um, these guys have actually been both teammates and opponents, and some have been rivals, actually. But, um, you know, in it, through it all, we've all been friends. You know, we all recognize the skill of each other, um, and that's how we came together. You know, we were, we were able to find a really strong melee. We were able to find a really strong ranged, and we brought it, brought it to the end. That's great. So were there any nerves going on, or are you pretty confident most of the time? Still nerves. Still have nerves. Yeah, what about fighting the dev team, huh? Uh, not so much nerves. You guys crushed them. <laughs> It, we honestly felt a little bad towards the end. We didn't mean to take the medals from the Dark Knight. We wanted to kind of make a show, drag it on a little bit, kind of get the crowd going. Um, <laughs> so you you thought you would win from the beginning? You figured? No, 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 no. Um, that was the last. It was the last one. We were just gonna leave the medals on the ground and just kind of you know prolong the event, have a little fun because you know that's what it's all about. But um, we accidentally got the medals and that was that. But um, we're glad we were able to do the whole dab posing, you know, as they made their march back in. We were glad the crowd liked that one. That was really exciting. Well, thank you so much for your time and congratulations. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Thank you.
Hey guys, it's Scali Ariumasa with Limit Break Radio here at 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival, day number two. I am here with Naiki, who is in a very cute Mikote cosplay. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and how about you? We're doing great today, uh, despite the after party being insane. Everyone's alive, even Skuro. So, uh, at yesterday, we got the Stormblood trailer dropped. We now know where we're going for sure. I mean, everyone already knew, but now we actually know. What is your initial reaction to that trailer? Oh my god, is that a dancer? <laughs> Pretty much everyone's. Uh, the more the trailer went on, I started thinking, like, maybe this is just a monk with the 60 to 70 abilities being shown off. Um, uh, Red Mage, soft confirmed. Thoughts? Well, that was more obvious than the previous ones, that's for sure. Yes, definitely. Just I, is this gonna become a thing now with Yoshi doing like the T-shirt reveal? That's his new his new gimmick, I guess. Would you call it new if he did it last time? Fair enough. Um, the cosplay contest was here yesterday. You are, of course, a cosplayer. Did you get to see the cosplay contest? Actually, I was getting food at the time. Uh, I was rooting for my friend uh, Melinda Chan. She was the bard. Oh, okay. Yep, she got uh, judges choice or a fan favorite something like that I wasn't there but I'm still really happy for her if you go online I don't know if she posted her portfolio for it but when she was making the uh, portfolio to show off her construction she made um, little crafter menus for it that's awesome so in Heaven's Ward, what we've seen with a lot of our fan base, at least, is kind of a, a dip in enthusiasm throughout Heaven's Ward, at least from where they were at 2.0. Uh, where, where have you been with Heaven's Ward? How has your enthusiasm been throughout the expansion? It's okay. I am more excited for Alamiga than I was for Ishgar, that's for sure. So with Stormblood, like scale of 1 to 10, where are you, where's the hype level at? Right now, I'm going to say about an 8. It'll probably go up a little higher as the next fan fest happen. As we get a little bit closer, as patch 3.5 hits, and we get a little bit of an idea of why we're heading towards Alamigo. I am just really excited. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm like, I'm excited. This is cool. Uh, were you at the last FanFest? No, I was not. What is your overall impression of FanFest in this community? This is really cool, because there's so much to do in one single room. You don't have to go to a lot of places, and I've gone to a lot of anime conventions where, you know, stuff's everywhere. I like this because you never miss anything because it's all in one room. The way they've got everything organized into this one, admittedly, massively room is definitely very convenient. You're not always wondering, like, okay, where's panel room three? Oh, oh my gosh. And the lines aren't too bad. The merch line was, I hear, a little, a little crazy yesterday, but from what I've heard, uh, everything else is going well today. Ladies and gentlemen, Naiki, thank you so much for your interview and for your time. I see you're in line now to get a picture with the fat chocobo. I am really excited for that fat chocobo picture. <laughs> well, I'll let you get right to it. Thanks you so much. Escali Ariumasa coming to you live from 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival, day number two in Las Vegas. More interviews on the way, guys. 2016 Fan Fest. We are here day two, hanging out with the incomparable, the one, the only, Slyaka. How you doing? Dude, Sly, it's great to have you here. It's great to hang out with you. You were out last night at the after party. We are partying real hard, having a great time. Dude, what has been the best announcement from FanFest? It might sound a little stupid, but uh, inventories. <laughs> Inventory got the biggest cheer. I, I mean, maybe even more than the expansion. I don't know how many people are fucking hoarders like me who keep unnecessary shit and are still leveling shit and get unnecessary shit all the time. So, yeah, that was a really big thing. Uh, the uh, the trailer itself, good lord. 
Good Lord. Uh, there's already so much discussion uh, about who, who that young lady is and what job that is and all that jazz. It, it's, it, it's crazy. You know, a lo- so a lot of people have been theorizing the lady in red who opens up the new Stormblood trailer that that could possibly be Yida. But now, so, and, and there's a great working theory, and I understand because the character models are very similar, but someone pointed out something very uh, important to me last night. Nowhere on that character model do you have the circle of knowing tattoo on Yida's neck. That is very clearly displayed on all of her character models. So unless that tattoo goes away, I don't think that can be Yida. Yeah, you're thinking there's a lore reason why that's going to be removed. That may be removed. So if if that's not the case, then it's somebody else. I, I think it's somebody else. I think that we're supposed to maybe put that together initially, or maybe that's that's someone related to Yida. But uh, yeah, I think I think you know, for me last night the Yida theory was put to bed. Uh, and what about Dirtlander? You got a he, he cleans up nice. He got a big makeover. I did not even recognize that as Dirtlander. I thought that Square Enix had made a, a distinct decision to move away from that set of characters with, with the lore and everything. Yeah, I thought so too. And yeah, looking at it now, yeah he. He cleans up nice. All right, so we just got done with the lore panel here opening up on on day two. Some really interesting nuggets being dropped by Koji Fox, including the one that this is, this one was kind of hard for me to to reconcile, that the Warriors of Darkness are indeed a different group than we see in the 1.0 trailers and in all the initial, uh, the trailers and stuff. And, uh, you know, there are so many, so many similarities between those two groups and especially the movesets that they're using and some of the animations attached to it, that that one was one that really kind of surprised me. I always thought that it was, that was a very poignant send-off to the 1.0 crowd. Like, it was a, it was, it was putting that era of Final Fantasy XIV to bed. In the back of my head, I always thought that the, uh, the group from the trailers and everything was just filler, and that the Warriors of Darkness are the real thing. Now, um... We, we as a community have tried to connect it in so many ways and it, it, it seems like an obvious connection but in the back of my head I thought well well yeah there could be a connection but then again it just could be as simple as filler. It, it felt like a really good connection and, and, and I think that yeah you know getting confirmation that no these are indeed two different groups uh, you know with, with distinct uh, you know goals aspirations and, and motivations driving them and to even understand that you know it, it, coming from an entirely different world with entirely different uh, possibilities you know you get Magus instead of Black Mage and things like that um, you know, I, I thought that that was just a really, really fascinating touch from Koji and the lore guys at Square Enix. It sold the book. <laughs> it sold the book, which is apparently sold out now. Uh, but yeah, like stuff like this, little little nods like that is what makes the lore one of the best things about the game. You're absolutely right. Sly, thank you for a couple of minutes hanging out with me, my friend. Make sure you check him out, twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. Make sure that we say that right. But, man, we are so happy to hang out with you, and thanks for coming to the after party last night. Thank you for having me, dude. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to hanging out with you tomorrow, too. Yeah. We're here, man. Hey guys, it's Kalia Riumasa with Limit Break Radio coming to you live from 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival in Las Vegas. I am here with... Ninetales Ari. Ninetales Ari, who is in an amazing White Mage cosplay. I have got to say, this staff, like from across the room, you're just like, whoa, what's the sweet staff? The staff I worked on is just uh, kind of like an elegant design. 
and I emphasized on making it light up, although right now, Battery's Dead got too drunk last night to charge it, so, um, you know, I just tried to make a design that was unique, maybe give some inspiration to the developers. Here's my so that's not an actual in-game staff, that is your own creation? Right. Very cool. Uh, did you enter in the cosplay contest? Uh, unfortunately, they wanted like three months ahead of time and procrastination is my best friend. So I was still working on it the night before when I came, so... Uh, uh, one of our hosts actually finished her e-sale cosplay about five minutes before the show began, so I understand that. Stormblood has been announced. 4.0 is officially on the way. Can I get just your immediate reaction? Dancer, please. Uh, I mean, it looks amazing. I just want to play. I, you know, early summer. I understand they got to make it, but what a tease! You, you, exactly. You want it to be here now, but like we still got 3.5 and probably 3.55 that we got to get through first. That's absolutely true. And you know, look forward to it is what they're gonna say. And you know, I look forward to it, so I'm I'm hoping it's good. So, uh, Heaven's Ward, we found through our show a lot of people kind of fell off or their enthusiasm for the game dipped a bit in Heaven's Ward as from where it was in 2.0. Uh, how has your Heaven's Ward experience been? It was amazing until you reached the end game content. The end game in Heaven's Ward did lack a little bit. They have made some attempts to fix it. I think it's still enjoyable. It's just you can't let the grind get to you and wear you out. If you had to try to put your finger on what is what was wrong with the endgame content in uh, Heaven's Ward, what would you say it was? Uh, the raid content was divided, so you had an easy mode and a hard mode. There was no real incentive to do Savage, um, and so it was harder to find groups. Therefore, it made it harder to do the endgame content. Uh, what was left over were you know two dungeons every so patches, and then capping tomes. They beat the same content into your head, so it was like. I need to find something of a creative outlet that, you know, allows me to continue forth, grind, and get endgame glamour, you know, and that's the true endgame. Do you happen to listen to Limit Break Radio? Uh, actually, I met you guys last night, uh, well, actually early this morning, around 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I actually got a pin from you guys, and I was interested, I was going to look it up afterwards, so definitely. Pin from us, you might mean Phoenix Down Radio, I think they're the ones handing out pins. Is this, the same one? this is Phoenix Down. We're Limit Break Radio. The reason, the only reason I ask is because you have just summed up what we have been preaching for the last four months on our show. Proper incentivization of endgame content, well, taking away the story-driven, the lore aspect of doing it, taking away that incentive and not replacing it with, like, gear from there only matters to Raiders. There's nothing really great about it. So it's just very interesting to hear someone from outside the show kind of parrot that idea. Well, definitely. I'm interested to hear it now. Limit Break Radio, and now I'm confused of Phoenix Down Radio? Phoenix Down Radio is another podcast out there. We are Limit Break Radio. We've been doing FF11 and FF14 podcasting for 10 years. Awesome. 10 years. Cool. Because I played FF11. I was Red Mage, you know, and FF11 was a great game. Very hard. I mean, I wanted to see more of that interaction. I, I was hoping with the new patch 4.0, they are talking about a water place. And I'm like, oh, we could have live ship battles, you know, pirates invade us, that kind of stuff, because it was going to be open water. I was hoping to see some of that, and we're curious. Well, we do have the island chain kind of south of Alamigo, and there's like, someone was speculating Stormblood is a term that was used for Vikings, which were very known for moving around to different island chains and, and invading that way. Maybe we might see some island warfare. That would be amazing. I, I, I just want to see them be creative with the water. I know Square Enix has an amazing game engine, 
and I was someone who played like Guild Wars 2, FF11, stuff like that. So I, I, I played a lot of different engines, and uh, Guild Wars 2 always had the underwater and everything like that. Fighting underwater sucks, by the way, but it is awesome to be able to have the option to do that, and I think Square Enix can do it with their engine, and I want to see that kind of, maybe some nodes underwater, some getting on your own boats, like we have our own airships and stuff like that. It'd be kind of cool. Ninetail Ari, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your fan fest, and thank you so much for the interview. Thank you, Limit Break Radio, for this opportunity. You guys have a great day. Scali Ryumasa coming to you live from 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival Day Two. More interviews on the way, guys. All right, first, can I get your name and your server? Well, my actual name is Joshua Jolly. I'm known as Jacintra Melkno on Lamia, part of DNC. All right, great. So, what is it that you are most looking forward to in Stormblood? Uh, definitely Alamigo. That is something that uh, they've been teasing for a while. Also, that nice little kind of possibility of a red mage, maybe? I've been wanting a red mage for a while because that's the next step for Geomancer. Do you have any kind of like hints or ideas or even vague theories, tinfoil hat, whatever you have, about what could be going on in Alamigo, what the main story is going to be outside of just liberating it from, uh, from Garlean? Well, what I'm hoping to see, maybe we'll see uh, Raubon maybe go back to his roots. If we see him come back, maybe get a Magitek arm, you know, something else to kind of help him kick some ass. I think he might single-handedly be able to pull it off without the Magitek arm. Of course, of course. Now, were you around during 1.0 at all? I was not, unfortunately. I came in right around the relaunch. And uh, I have to blame our guild mistress for that because she made it that much appealing for, for me to play. And I've been playing with the same guild ever since. All right, well, great. And out of the three jobs, you said most excited for Red Mage because you think it might lead to Geomancer? Do you have any explaining behind that? Well, if you think about it, with the Red Mage, you now are going to see a possible, especially if there is going to possibly be a dancer class, which might be the female character. That's what we're kind of looking at. It's not so much her attacking, but more kind of deflecting. We could see a possibility of us seeing more um, elemental-based attacks, not just a black mage, but maybe a physical elemental-style class. All right, now, you know, a lot of people uh, have been thinking that the lady in red is actually Yida. What do you have to say to that? If it is, they're all right, because that looks pretty bloody convincing. All right, well, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your fan fest. Hey guys, Escalia Ryumasa coming to you live from 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are on day two of the event. Excitement is permeating the area. I'm being pat on the shoulder while interviewing. It's wonderful. I am here with, what is your character name? Uh, Nefera Sheehan. Nefera Sheehan, uh, you are in an amazing bard cosplay. Were you in the costume contest? Yes. Uh, I was one of the finalists. <laughs> So how cool was it being up on stage like and getting like feedback and stuff? It was really fun and it was so amazing to see all of the like outstanding work that was up there. It was really cool. Uh, the winner of that uh, contest was of course uh, a dragoon with I mean everything was amazing about. It. What did you think of that costume? That was so beautiful. The scale mail, the detail on that was so good, and the helmet was perfect. Everything was and it glowed. I just love it. Getting the eyes right in the dragoon in the dragoon mask was so cool. Uh, obviously, we got our trailer for Stormblood 4.0 is on the way. What are you? What's your like your base reaction to that trailer? Well, I'd like to see the uh, level 70 bard gear <laughs> so I can make my next costume. Uh, but that looks really cool. I'm kind of hoping for a dancer class, uh, maybe like a support uh, healer. So 
a dancer would be very interesting, and obviously a lot of people thought that at the beginning that might be Ida as a dancer, and then as the trailer kind of goes on, you're like, eh, actually she's probably a monk doing like the 60 to 70 monk abilities. So as a bard, I would wonder, we've now had a trailer for Dragoon, we've now had a trailer for Monk, is the thought beginning to seep in there, hey, when the heck is Bard's expansion coming? Yes, I can't imagine where Bard's would be from. I feel like they're very naturally from Gridania, so... Uh, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know. I think I'm ready for that Gridanian expansion where we get where we get to learn all about Connie Senna's childhood. Yes, that could be strange, but. <laughs> so uh, we've we're moving towards 4.0 now, and my question would be: Have you kind of fallen off a bit in 3.0, or has the has the hype fallen down, or have you just been really into it all the way through? Not at all. I'd play a lot more, uh, and I will now that I finish this costume. Um, but I'm, I'm absolutely so excited. It's pretty much what I look forward to at the end of every week. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for the interview. And, guys, this, again, is Ascali Riamasa coming to you live from 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival. More interviews in a bit. All right, Nika here again. I am here with some of the most special people, or at least my most favorite people at this whole convention, people who are part of my static, one of them, of course, being my husband-senpai, Surin. <laughs> And also, my scrub OT, Strife. How's it going, guys? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. So, even though this is, like, really awkward, I'm interviewing my friends, but how are you enjoying FanFest so far, Strife? Oh, it's pretty great. That's all you gotta say? I mean, the announcement of Stormblood was probably the most exciting part, and the fact that the devs are finally removing their technical barriers to success. You know, the system requirements, the removal of PS3 support, it's just all good news so far. I found it really funny that, like, the biggest crowd reaction came from no more PS3 support. Yeah, you, you know, you'd think in, that would elicit, like, a negative reaction, but because everyone knows it's what's holding the devs back from doing a lot of new things in the user interface, showing us um, when things come off cooldown, other, other things we can do in the game. And, I mean, think the possibilities are endless now, right? Or, or at least until Yoshi P says PS4 limitations. Well, he was already saying that to do some die jobs and glamours, we would need the PS5, so... Right, well, th those are things people ask for that don't exist in any game right now. For example, his example with the, the hair, the physics that would be involved in that would be insane, even for a high-end gaming PC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Surin, what has been your most favorite announcement at FanFest so far? Um, I, you know, other than what Strife just mentioned, um, I'm pretty excited about the lore and the content that they're talking about. Uh, the, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, pro-monk, so the monk focus this time is exciting for me. Uh, I've also just been very interested in what's going on with Alamigo and everything there lore-wise. It kind of felt like, you know, 2.5 was almost building up to that a little bit more than Heaven's Ward at some points. So yeah, with know. everything with Rabon and Ilbert. Yeah, and kind of, it kind of feels like we had some loose ends for since you know two years before that expansion came out. So pretty excited about that too, and to see what changes they bring to the you know the battle system, the UI, what they're going to do to change all the classes. I'm always very excited to see what changes they make to jobs in every game, like in 11 and 14. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to, simply because a, a lot of complaints people have had is that when Heaven's Word came out, a lot of the jobs don't really feel different. They got some ability. They don't really use them. The job still feels the same. So I think, do you guys think that the jobs are going to totally feel different? Like it'll feel like a whole new game? Or do you think that it'll still kind of feel the same? Well, I mean, I'm hoping that, yeah, that's exactly what happens. An expansion is a lot different than a patch. If you were to change up things dramatically every three months, the players would panic. But an expansion is, is another product 
Uh, it's treated almost like a brand new game. I mean, they even said today it's, it's they're treating it like a full single-player game. This is their opportunity to correct their mistakes. This is their opportunity to take a risk. Maybe some players aren't happy with the changes to their job, like Bard from going from to Realm Reborn to Heaven's Ward. But maybe some players, maybe the majority of players are really excited, really happy. Maybe overall the ability below it gets down. Maybe it's more focused. Uh, there's just so much potential with what they can do. The question is, will they follow up? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. So, um, have you? I know, obviously, we've been doing some of the events. What's been your favorite FanFest event or activity so far? I think for us, the, the PvP was kind of the, the highlight. We, we won one match. Yeah, we're amazing. But You're going to have to tell me about it since you guys uh, went and did that one without me. <clears throat> so, tell me about it. Uh, it was um, us two and uh, Strife's girlfriend and uh, Zyle, our black mage. We teamed up. Uh, she was actually playing Scholar, which she's not usually a healer. And so, I don't know, we just kind of went in. You know what was it? Kyle's mic was broken too. Right. <laughs> right. So like our, uh, our 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 black mage with all his CC had no mic. So it was basically just me as the Dark Knight calling out when to put pressure on a, a certain character or adjust our um, our priority of who we were going to focus down or CC and just trying to keep everyone together and hoping that they were listening to me since they couldn't communicate back. Yeah, and Callie, our scholar, and I did PvP, but we were with two people that we didn't know, and it ended very miserably. So do you think, that even though that none of us really do PvP, do you think that being part of a static and knowing each other helped the win because you kind of know how each other works? Or It definitely takes the pressure off. I think, you know, it was only one match. We're, we're planning to get into it this week when we go back home, see if we yeah. can do some pre-made stuff, if that, if that you know... Can you include me this out. time? No, it's going to be the night you're out. Yeah, boys only, Nico. Boys only. Sorry. Oh, well, geez. Okay. We're raiding the other nights. We have to clear 9 and 10. You guys suck. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can squeeze you in. Gee, thanks. Okay, well, thanks, guys, for uh, taking your time. I mean, <clears throat> for, um, no, I didn't force you. I'm taking your time to, in, to listen to my She's interview. She's lying. It was no, awful. No, okay. Um, and uh, the final scott is coming up, so we're going to go enjoy that. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Scali Ryumasa coming to you live for Limit Break Radio right here at 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival, day number two in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I am now joined by the one, the only, the lovely Ms. Tech. Hello, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, how are you? I am so tired, but so happy. So we, uh, just yesterday, we got the trailer for Stormblood. 4.0 is official, it's confirmed, it's on the way. Coming out of that trailer, what is your initial reaction? Uh, why do I have to wait until early summer for this? <laughs> I have heard that answer a lot today. Uh, it's like 3.5, like, yeah, that's going to be great, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for 4.0. I, I think the trailer, when they, when they first started playing it, I got shivers, I got goosebumps. It was amazing. I cannot wait. Uh, for all the uh, Dragoons out of there who are coming out of like Heaven's Ward where it was all about them, now it's all about Monk. What, what, what job are we hoping for next? Uh, Paladin, obviously, because that's what I'm currently playing. <laughs> that would do it. Uh, so overall, uh, for Heaven's Ward, as compared to 2.0, how is your, um, where have you been at with the game? Are you a little bit down, are you a little bit up, or just basically where you were in 2.0? I am, well, now that, you know, 4.0 teaser has been released, I'm like super high. Uh, at the beginning of this patch, I was like, amazing, like, I'm so excited for everything right now. We'll see how we are in a couple months when, you know, everything's cleared and we're sort of just twiddling our thumbs waiting for 4.0. But I think even even through all that, oh, I'm going to be really happy, really high, ready for everything. 
Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm just I'm a very positive person when it comes to expansion news. So I'm just looking forward to anything that they can give us over the next two uh, fan fests. What would you like to hear coming in 3.5 tonight? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I have like so many ideas. Um, well, I'm actually pretty curious to see how they're going to tie in the story because they did, uh, you know, tease that they were going to show a little bit of what's happening to get us towards Alamigo, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I think, honestly, just anything that they can throw at us, it will be eaten right up. <laughs> Is it a safe bet that once Stormblood comes out, there will be more MTQ capture guides, more puns, and more awesome clears? Yes, I hope so. I cannot wait. Like that's the, that's what I live for. Every new content patch, all the new things that I can do, uh, work towards. And I think with 4.0, there's going to be a lot of content. So I'm really looking forward to that. Ms. Tech, thank you so much for your time. I know you're at the meetup right now. You got people's hands to shake. Uh, people interested in your content, how can they look you up? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at mtqcapture.com, youtube.com slash mtqcapture.com, and twitch.tv slash mtqcapture.com. <laughs> wait, no. There's no dot-com in that last one, obviously. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Tech. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Scalia Riyamasa coming to you live from 2016 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival. More interviews on the way, guys. 2016 Fan Fest Day 2. We're getting very close to wrapping this thing up. And I'm hanging out here with Awen. Awen, thanks for joining me. It's nice to be here with you all. How's it going for you guys? Oh, dude, this has been epic. We've had a crazy weekend. I mean, FanFest is always a crazy weekend. But the thing about FanFest, it's, it, you know, the announcements are awesome. The show that Square Enix puts on is awesome. But the real reason that we all love coming out here is to get to know each other and to interface with you guys and to just be in the crowd. And I think that's been our favorite part of this entire weekend has just been being able to get to know all of you guys. Seeing people with in real life instead of just that monitor and actually really talking one-on-one -on -one instead of just looking on a screen is a whole other level. Yeah, it's hugely rewarding, and it's uh, you know it's it's one of the core reasons that I think we all play online games is to be social. So, all right, let's get to some of the announcements that Square Enix have uh, have brought out uh, yesterday and today. What has been your most ex the most exciting announcement for you? My most exciting was that they're revamping the battle system and the, how they're trying to get the jobs and how they sync with the other classes to a better system than what they currently got. Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of people saw that we're going from 60 to 70 and immediately went, oh no, ability bloat. We're going to ha start having way too many abilities. We're going to be spread too far across the keyboard, and it's going to be chaos. But when they came and, and right on the heels of that, they said, look, we're also going to be adjusting the fundamental, you know, uh, the, the battle system. The feather feet being not really all that great. Fame for the Dragoon group and some of the other ones where they're saying, okay, we understand. They're not being used at all in later levels. Barely used after level 10. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that with that assessment, we're going to be starting to move in the right direction uh, with the battle system. And hopefully, we'll end up with uh, a much more you know, intuitive and less complex, always looking for what's procking next sort of system. Oh, I agree. And then I also enjoy the fact that they are going to make the inventory bags more, as well as uh, looking at the fact that they want to not just simply give in to people and say, okay, we're going to have three different levels. We're going to have one level and then maybe another hard level that's really hard instead of just 
let's go three, let's go four, and cater to everyone. Yeah, I think one of the things that they said that really, uh, you know, that, that really caught my, uh, you know, caught my ear was, you know, they said one of the things that we were told was that people didn't necessarily like the fact that between normal and savage, the story was a repetition. It was exactly the same. And so the idea that they might be in the future creating alternate storylines or a secondary storyline for Savage, I think is really, really exciting. I also, yeah, I agree. I enjoy that. And I think it's going to be say, all right, do I really want to go for the challenge? Do I want to say, I want to push myself and get the other story? Or also, I enjoy the fact that they're planning to put your job into the story as well. Instead of just sitting there, okay, I'm this dragoon. There's no one else in the script that's a dragoon. What do I have to bring to this group that I'm better or different that I can contribute than just being the warrior of light? Absolutely. Well, thanks for talking to me. Have a great rest of FanFest. You too. Hey guys, it's Scali Riumasa coming to you live from day two of Final Fantasy XIV FanFest 2016 in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend himself. We've got Sonoma Kitten of Order of the Blue Garter. How you doing? Not bad, not bad at all. Hanging in there? Hanging in there. Last night was, of course, crazy party night. Uh, you were unfortunately not able to make it to the LBR after party, but you were doing your own parties last night, I assume? There was lots of cards and lots of humanity. That would do it. Uh, here we are. We've gotten the trailer for Stormblood. Everyone's excited about it. What are your thoughts? Well, the Derp Lander leveled up, finally. Playing a proper DPS. Maybe not jumping off things and dying. You know you're being interviewed by the one guy who plays Dragoon on the show. Yeah. But Dragoons are good because they buff bards. That's fair. So, uh, we're hopefully going to get uh, some more information on uh, the next patch today. That should be exciting. Anything you're hoping to see in the upcoming patch? Well, they already basically gave me everything I wanted with PS3 support being dropped. Yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the... I don't know if it was maybe weird for Yoshi that that was one of the, like that and inventory where I think the two loudest points of cheering yesterday. But they're both tied to each other. It's all a memory limitation. I mean, he, he mentioned the thing in a live letter a long, hilarious long time ago that if there was too many people on PS3 accessing inventory, it would actually crash the servers. So right there, that's probably him saying to himself and to his dev team, we have a contractual obligation to support it for so long, and now that we don't have to, we shouldn't. Because if you hold your game back for a single platform, you hold everyone back from being able to progress and make a better game. Happened the same way with Final Fantasy XI, and it happened with WoW when WoW was, you know, holding their graphics and their and their PC support down so everybody could play. And now, well, the engine looks really aged. But Final Fantasy XIV can, can progress and look even better because they're not being held back by old thoughts. It's definitely nice to see Yoshi not fall into that quagmire that Eleven did where they were like, no, 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 our, we started on PS2 and we're going to keep it forever, even at the expense of our game. Yoshi recognized, like, he, re he came up on stage and said, hey guys, I know that some of you still play PS3, but I need, I need you to make, make the jump. And I think doing the, uh, the upgrade to PS4 campaign, literally you get the game free if you upgrade to PS4. I think that's a really cool and really good way to handle it. Absolutely. I, I honestly wish it was a P, go from P, PS3 to PS4 or to PC, because honestly, I'd like to see more players on the PC 
because the game system requirements, even even though they're not that high, a low-end PC will still play the game smoother and better than most most people can play on, on a console. But just speaking as a PC player, I just want people to play better and have a better time and a better experience because that means they'll have more fun, that means they'll stay around longer, that means they'll love the game longer. It's all about having things to do no matter what, whether you're softcore, midcore, hardcore, just love the game and we have the ability to love the game more because of what they're doing. Do you think the reason that they are doing it this way with being able to go from PS3 to PS4 might be because many of the console players are Japanese players who don't generally play on PC? Absolutely, and I think it was also an agreement between, you know, from Sony, you know, say, hey, we're going to stop support, but we'll help you out, give you a boost with, you know, copies sold of the PS4 version because they're basically only giving away vanilla and Heavensward. It's not a lot to give away considering you can buy it on Amazon for 20 bucks these days. So they're giving away very little to get more support for players to stay on the PS4 by giving them that option to get a free PS4 copy. Sonoma Kitten of the Order of the Blue Garter, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day two of your FanFest. Thank you very much. Hope you have a good one too. Absolutely. Escali Ryumasa, guys, of Limit Break Radio, coming to you from day two of Final Fantasy XIV FanFest 2016. More interviews on the way. Nikki here one more time. I'm here with another awesome Final Fantasy XIV fan. Tell me, what name, what's your character name and what server are you on? So, I am Ayas Flore from the Cactar server. Can you tell me how you're enjoying FanFest so far? Oh, I'm loving it. It's really fun. It's actually my first time being to Las Vegas, so I'm just enjoying that. But then seeing everyone else here, you know, just being surrounded by everyone else with similar interests who love the game and sort of putting faces to the people you've been playing with. Uh, I love it. It's great. So, this is your first FanFest? You didn't come to 2014? No, I didn't come to 2014. This is the first one. And I'm actually, I'm really glad that I came. Um, have you been doing all the events, the activities they have set around the, the area? Oh, yeah. Uh, What's your I, favorite? I've completed all of them. Um, I like the 24-man rate. Uh, yeah. yeah, the, the uh, proto-Ultima fight the best. It was interesting that they just made a new fight specifically for these events, which I like. Now they, they've been doing that for packs, but I mean, those were just bosses reformatted for those events, but this was an actual new boss, and I Wait, thought that was cool. So what I was wondering, I don't maybe you have the same idea, that because, I mean, we've had 24-man content before, but it was in the form of, like, Weeping City, Crystal Tower, which is something we queue up for and go, like, through the dungeon. This was an actual, like, circle arena like almost like a primal fight. So do you think this could be hinting that they're going to have actual 24-man, maybe free company boss content to come in the future? What do you think? I think that they try to do a lot of stuff where they do testing phases for things, sort of, you know, put their test, put their feet in the water, see what's going on. Um, I think that bosses on this scale will totally work, sort of making it be either uh, trials that are this large or making bigger world bosses like they were trying to do with S-rank hunts, um, make more instance fights like this. Um, I think they, but I mean, the other side of that is also they might have just tried to put 24-man people together in order to expedite the lines for the whole fight. So, you know, it's sort of wondering, is this just for the event, or is this actually them trying to push forward new content? I mean, you're right, that's possible, but what I'm thinking about it, I mean, it's, it's a boss that we've seen before, and they reworked it in a way to include 24 people, so I feel like if they were just trying to stick 24 people and it would be, I don't know, something different... 
I don't know. I guess in my concern also is it was kind of easy. I don't know if you thought it was easy. I did see some parties wiping, but I thought it was kind of easy. I thought it was pretty easy. The only difficult part was just one part where you got prey and then just beams kept coming down. I was like, oh, you have to move. You have to move away from them. You wouldn't know that unless you did it before. So um, I think some people got tripped up, but it was mainly just walking away from AOEs and whatnot. So yeah, because I, I wanted to ask during the Q and A session, but they never called on me that if we were because I feel like free companies are fairly pointless right now. We get our buffs from them. We get a house, maybe some airship, but in general, having a free company. Most people, at least on Sargatanis, use link shells for almost everything. Free companies are just for buffs. And so I would really like to see like 24-man free company content where you can't just queue up in the duty finder and it's easy with pugs. Like something you'd actually have to spend like raid progression time on with a free company because they're actually in your free company so then you actually get to learn and work with other people. Now, I don't want to say I want what FF11 had, but I think part of it was that because there were so many people and you were always working together to the same goal, you had a bigger sense of community. Whereas it kind of feels like in 14, my community is my raid static. And so I feel like I could get to know people a bit better if we had a bigger group working towards a common goal. Is that something you're interested in seeing? That would be awesome. Now, I know they did the airships in uh, when Heaven Wards came out in whatever uh, two point, I mean, three point, whatever expansion that was. Um, and that was fun because so we got three, uh, three groups from our free company together to go on airship missions, kill a lot of bosses. But then even then, it was sort of hard when you get the one big boss, the, like the Bronchosaurus, the Cast yeah, Meteor. Yeah. Uh, that one was just absolute chaos because you need so many people for that. So to actually get 24 people from your extra free company focused towards one uh, one trial, that would that would be something I would look forward to. That I would like. I think it would be really fun. I'm just nervous that because of the way that rating is in this game, that you need eight people and that's such a tight schedule in order to progress, right. that something like this, like a harder content with more people would interfere. So, because the way the way that 11 worked, you know, is that a, a link shell would do something on different days, and this would be the day yeah. for dynamics, this would be the day for doing whatever, and then if you didn't win that one the next day, you would just try again on that day the next week. Whereas I feel like with 14, it might be a little bit of a conflict of interest, maybe? It, it is. How it's sort of like, you have to have be scheduled for this day, and then once you form that group of those eight people, it's sort of like you're just running that content with those eight people for, for everything. Um, so in order to get more, a little bit more community together, community involvement, that would be something I'd look forward to. So that'd be, that'd be very good. Awesome. So what's the most exciting announcement you've heard so far at FanFest? When Yoshi, well, it's the most exciting unannouncement <laughs> because when Yoshi P took off his shirt and it uh, said yes. Scarlet Witch, I I wanted to stand up and I wanted to cheer for him just to say, yeah, Red Mage is announced, but uh, I gotta <laughs> wait a little bit longer for that. But I'm just happy that um, focus on uh, Highlander more because I play Highlander, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm glad to see a little bit more love for them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank you very much. We are the primals.
ラスベガスでストーンブラッドを発表してみんなと一緒に喜べたのはまた14チーム最高の思い出になりました。But we were able to announce Stormblood and just sharing the excitement with everybody here is just so heartwarming for us, the development team as well. So thank you. So let's meet again in Eorzea and as well as Tokyo Fan Festival. Of 2016's Fan Fest, the Primals concert just getting wrapped up, and man, are we around some excited FF14 players! And of course, we are, are of ourselves very excited to be here. Of course, I'm a Nero. Joining me, we've got the full cast and crew of Limit Break Radio. We've got Kala, we've got Nika, we've got Juxtaposition, and we've got Escalia. You remembered my name today. I know. Impressive. So here's uh, so here's the deal. Last night we wrapped up an epic after party. We had a great time. We want to thank everyone who came out and supported the show, supported the after party. Thank you guys so much. It was so much fun hanging out with you guys, getting drunk, getting hammered. It, it just it really was. So thank you to everyone, absolutely everyone that came out last night for the uh, for the after party. Uh, we've got a mic set up. To talk to some uh, some convention goers here, if anyone wants to talk about Fan Fest. But yesterday on the wrap up, we spent most of the time talking about Stormblood. We were breaking down the trailer, giving a bunch of speculation on what we thought we would see in the future. But I want to talk to you guys about the actual Fan Fest itself, because now uh, Nika, this is your second Fan Fest. Mm -hmm. uh, Kala, this is your second Fan Fest. But we've got Fan Fest virgins over here in. Juxtaposition and Escalia. So my cherries popped all over the place. That is right. Gross. Uh, so that that seemed like a place that you could have called me daddy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, missed out. Missed out. Sorry, daddy. Missed opportunities. Uh, Punish me later. <laughs> uh, so I got to ask you guys, what did you think of your very very first fan fest? Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. I, there's not even words to describe what an experience this was, meeting so many people. It really, like, I, I, I've said this a couple of times. Rookies. The greatest thing about FanFest, of course, you know, Square Enix puts on a great uh, presentation every year. They always announce really fascinating stuff, and it's always fun for us in the coming weeks to break all that down and to, to parse all of that out. But what it really is about at the end of the at the end of the day, and I think that the people who have come here year over year, again and again, will attest to this. It's really about the people. It's about the community. Yes. It's about the players. It's about getting to know all of you, getting to meet all of you, and the instant connection and context that all of us share. Loving this game, and it's just an amazing environment to be in. We say it on such a regular basis on the show. This is the greatest. Community of any MMO in the entire world, and this event just goes to prove it. It sure does. 
Yeah, what's so great about them is I was thinking about this during the Primals concert is that this isn't just a game for the people who love this. All the naysayers out there who bash Final Fantasy, who talk it down, who compare it to all the other games out there, what they don't realize is what brings our love and passion alive isn't just the games itself, it's the people behind it. They're not just developers, they're people, they're artists, they're musicians, they're performers, yeah. and their passion is as deep and as hardened, and, and, and the resolve is just as strong as ours is. And that's absolutely right. Now, here's the thing, is that, you know, we catch a lot of flack for giving Square Enix some criticism and, some, and giving them some of our honest feedback, but as a creative person who is operating in a creative field, I'm telling you right now that the critical feedback is the one that means the most. It's the one where you actually, you know, it may sting for a little bit, but at the same time, you walk away actually having some some real feedback that you can take with you. And I think that that's important. It's it's important in you know in in a uh, in an industry like this or in any really creative field to give honest and open feedback. So yeah, I, I do think that that's a huge part of it. Getting to uh, interact with the developers and the people who make this game is such an honor. And and, and I mean, because I've been playing Square Enix games since I was 11 years old, and to be to know that that that's that company knows who I am and like that you know, it's just that's so cool. That's such a that's such a cool thing to like know every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the biggest eye-opening thing about this fan fest is before this, I knew the name Koji Fox. I, I knew the name Yoshida. I knew Soken. And even though I didn't actually get to meet all of them just seeing him up there like I just feel like I not like just, the connection is so much stronger yeah. Koji's amazing dude absolutely absolutely all right so uh, we got some amazing audio from out here at the uh, 2016 fan fest we want to be able to share it with you guys and uh, one of those was an interview we got to sit down for a nice interview with Susan Calloway oh, she's so nice she was so so nice to give us a couple of minutes so uh, I just want to take a minute and play that interview for everyone now. We are here at the 2016 Fan Fest, and uh, I am joined with my co-host to talk to the one, the only, the incomparable, the amazing, the talented Susan Calloway. Susan, thank you for joining us again. Well, thanks for having me. So, okay, we got to see you perform last night, and it was incredibly moving. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't think that there was a dry eye in the house. Uh, what was it like to be able to perform for uh, an audience of FF14, specifically FF14 fans? Well, it was great. I mean, to have all the fans there be from 14, and a, considering the relationship I have to those songs <laughs> for 14, it was pretty neat. I, I knew it was going to be pretty intense. I kind of had geared myself up for that, but uh, I was really, it's amazing being here. I mean, it's just, it's like one big happy family. It's very it really is. And, of course, you have a lot of uh, experience uh, with Distant Worlds and performing in front of huge uh, crowds. And this was, uh, you know, a, a slightly smaller crowd, a lot more intimate. And uh, the set was acoustic. It was, uh, you know, accompanied by piano. Uh, how does that change the way that you inflect or the way that you perform? 
Well, it changes it a lot. I mean, when you're dealing with just two instruments, like one being the voice and one being piano, it gives you a lot of freedom. So I enjoy that because it just lets me kind of stretch out as a singer. I can kind of be more interpretive. And it's nice, I think, to hear the songs where not you're just pushing through and just being kind of bombastic and... You know what I mean? I'm not competing with an orchestra. It's like I can just kind of really tell the story a different way. You know, it's kind of like listening to books on tape or something. Like it's like a <laughs> the books on tape version. <laughs> it, it, it was it was great, and uh, I think it was very subtle and and again uh, totally moving. Uh, just a, a very emotional uh, piece, and I, I really I enjoyed your performance so much. All right, so my question actually has to do with your artist's cut of answers. Um, was that all you? Because it, it feels like such a perfect companion and, and reflection of what the original answers song is and then what we got from the artist's cut. Well, the artist's cut was, um, we had to record it a few ways before we really found out like the perfect way to kind of tell the story, you know, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I really wanted to just tell the story differently, you know, and it's always a challenge. I mean, Answers is a difficult piece. It's got a lot of different sections. So it was challenging to figure out what was that point of view that was really going to touch people, you know, and I think that's kind of what we were thinking about. So it was kind of just a lot of experimenting, and I think we cut it about seven ways before we finally found the right one. So it was was a tedious task. But we're really happy with how it came out. I hope you guys are liking it. absolutely amazing the first answers you know it's about a world being destroyed and it's about wanting answers that we're not going to get and when i listen to your uh, your artist cut it's like we've come back and now we're not going to you know fall into the night we're not going to give up we're demanding those answers now and we're going to find those answers ourselves yeah that's kind of how i pictured it it's like i was kind of almost imagining like if you were um I don't know, like you're on a train or something like on the L in Chicago, like driving through the city and like looking at a bunch of, you know, kind of looking at the aftermath of ruins, you know, it was kind of almost more of a contemplative, like after you've coming home from the battle of like what you were maybe feeling in that moment when it's like, okay, well, I'm not fighting anymore, but wow, like what just happened and kind of just taking it all in. Well, one of the one of the other amazing things about it too is the way that it was timed with our most recent expansion, Heaven's Ward. You know, uh, when that ended, the players and all of the uh, their allies are in ruins, and you know we're trying to find our way back. And it was just—I mean, I don't know how much you know about the game or whatnot, but it just—it lines up with it. And it's it's absolutely unreal. So you know, I I actually wanted to write a, like a review or an analysis at some point, but being able to tell you face to face, it was honestly it was amazing. I have a, a question about your experience at FanFest. Um, FanFest obviously lasted two days, and you were a very important person for that whole time. So I just want to know, like, how, like how, how was that experience overall in terms of like com- compared to having like a concert or whatever? Well, it's, I mean, this is a completely different environment, obviously, because it is, it's like a two-day thing, and, um, I mean, it's been really cool. It's, I'm tired. <laughs> no, but it's, it's been great, and to be, like, a, a, again, I think I was saying to you, I mean, it's, it's awesome to be in such a concentrated group of people that are all fans of 14, which is obviously the game that is, you know, I'm so involved with, so it's been... 
That's great. Uh, did you ever have to like kind of like hide yourself from the people like when you're trying to like just have like a burger or something or? Well, you know, we've we've been we've tried to be a little bit strategic just because I I love being here around everybody, but obviously there's a point where you do want to just kind of chill and and I've had to do some things. I've got, you know, for getting ready to perform and and do interviews and things like that and you want to make sure you can focus on what you're doing and you know so I've sort of dodged a little bit but yeah I've met a lot of fans and I'm happy to do that when people grab me for stuff because I know people are just excited and, and you know look it's you guys that let me do this because if the fans weren't liking my voice you know I'd be you know I'd be out I'd be out on the street uh, my first introduction uh, to your work was through Distant Worlds, uh, not through uh, FF14 per se. Uh, I, we were at Distant Worlds Chicago and they had you come on to do Eyes on Me, which is my favorite song in the entire Final Fantasy library. And I was at first, I was like, oh man, Eyes on Me, not Fei Wong, very nervous, how's this going to go? And you absolutely knocked it out of the park. I was in tears by the end of the song. My question to you is, do you have a song outside of maybe one of the ones where you are obviously the original singer for Answers and for uh, Dragon Song? Do you have a favorite song in the Final Fantasy library that you just like performing? Well, I like Eyes on Me too. I think my favorite is maybe Kiss Me Goodbye, just because it's. I think it's the most pop, you know, which is a little bit more where I come from, of more of a singer-songwriter kind of world. Um, and I, I really like Angela Aki, and I know she's the original singer on that, right? I'm getting that right, I hope. <laughs> I believe that's right. I always get them mixed up. Um, but no, I really, I, I love that song, you know, and I, I understood it immediately. So that's always been like one of my favorite ones to perform, you know, and I love what the lyrics says too. I think it crosses over into life really well, where some of the songs don't as easily, you know, so... What is your experience touring on, or going around doing Distant Worlds concerts as opposed to, say, something like this? Like, how, how has that experience been for you? Well, it's, it's so different. I mean, this is a, such a different environment. I mean, it's, I mean, there are similarities, obviously, but, um, I mean, it, like, compared to the concert experience, I mean, this has been really fun, actually, because it's a little more, it's almost a little more laid back. Like, I feel like I can be a little bit more myself a little more. It's not so, you know, pop and circ- pomp and circumstance, I guess you could say, from like a more of an orchestrated thing where it's a little more rigid structure. I love doing that stuff though. I mean, and those are, and I love working with Arnie and Naboo in those settings. So, but yeah, this has been kind of more of almost like a, you know, kind of just hang out with you guys more and which I've enjoyed. It's been cool. Um, so obviously you're a pretty successful singer songwriter outside of 14, although most of us here know you for that. I was wondering if maybe, um, cause you said you were saying that pop is a little more your style. If maybe that your personal style has influenced the way you sang some songs in 14, or maybe the way that you've learned to sing these new songs in 14 has maybe influenced your personal style or the music you're writing now. Well, that's a really actually very intuitive question. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely worked both ways. I know you guys are all I can see laughing at her. That's all right. It's because I just came up with this question, and that's yeah, why we switched spots. So, so I'm, I'm glad you think it's a good question. Wait, that was what I was going to ask. Um, no, it's a great question because it's, uh, you know, I first started doing this project, I was a little hesitant. I was like, what am I doing exactly? And it took a, like many conversations for me to understand they were actually taking this music on the road, and I was doing the CD, and that's kind of how it all started before I ever sang in-game. And... Um, I definitely think doing the concerts with the orchestra has definitely made me a, it's it's one of those things when you're singing in that environment you really have to rise to it because it's not you know it's like you've got to just really be 110% out there because it's not you know so there's things you do that you kind of want to ease into or you're like you kind of you can't do that in that kind of setting you really have to just go all right I'm just like totally going for this you have to just completely 
just go for it. And that's been good for me as a performer and a singer. The music's also difficult, so that's actually pushed me vocally. I mean, I studied classical music quite a bit. Um, I've had eight years of like classical voice training. It was actually one of my degrees in college. So I, I do have like the background that really, that's helped me a lot with Distant Worlds. And then as far as my pop music, I definitely try to bring that into Distant Worlds because you know, they could certainly hire an opera singer or a classically trained singer to sing this stuff, but I think it would be totally stuffy, and I think it would be so lack the emotion and heart and style, and I think, I don't really think that's what this game's about. I think my, my and I think that's really why Naboo hired me, because, and I said this actually in another interview earlier, is that the reason that I think we collaborate so well is that he really wanted me to bring my style to this. He was never like, just sing the notes. He was like, no, you, you put your spin on it, like you know do something cool because and that's my job for you guys is I really want the music to come alive for you that you're really feeling the emotion of it and anybody can just sing notes but you know to put yourself into it and really try to give the songs heart and to make them come from somewhere you know it's it's not it's a lot like acting I mean it's just trying to really keep it a genuine performance and that's what I'm always trying to do is just you know give you something genuine so and we really appreciate you for that you're wonderful Okay, Susan, thank you so much for your time today. I've got just two more questions for you. The first one is, we've heard a lot about Stormblood today. Has Square Enix reached out to you at all to tap you to do any music for Stormblood? Well, there's a rumor. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. There's been no specifics, but I, you know, that's all I can say is that there's, you know, they... They like me a lot, and I think we'd all like this to keep going. So I can't, I, I know they would just, you know, my head would be on a platter later on Twitter. You'd see the picture. So that's all I can say right now. And, and really, that's truthful, because there's, not, there's nothing specific. But I know things are heading in a very positive direction that I think you guys will be happy about. So how about that? The community would be outraged if they didn't get you for it. Yeah, and and I was just about to say, yeah, the community <laughs> loves your involvement with the music and is so excited to see you out here. Uh, final question, Susan, would you please share with all of our listeners where they can check out more information if they want to know more about Susan Calloway? Well, I, thank you so much for asking that. Well, I have a website. It's a, actually, it's kind of a new website. We just launched it a couple, like a month ago. So definitely sign up for my newsletter. Um, that's something we haven't sent out in a little while, but we're going to start getting way more active with that. And that's the best way to find out where I'm playing Final Fantasy information, new music that's going to be available, things like that. Um, and the other thing I want everyone to know, too, is that we did just put out a fan sampler. It is only available here at the Fan Fest, but it's going to be released to the public soon. And it has Answers the Artist Cut, which came out as a single earlier this year. It also has a new Susan song called Time for This, which we're really happy with how that came out. And then a third song, which is actually Answers, and it's a remix pop version, which I really like because it's just... It's got, it's almost takes a positive, it's almost leaves you with now a positive feeling about answers of like, maybe there's hope and everything's going to be fine. That's exciting. That's so exciting. SusanCalloway.com and of course, Susan Calloway, thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I love you guys at Limit Break, so anytime. Tell us why the light. We got Okay, 
Also, thanks again to Susan. Again, check out SusanCalloway.com for the artist cut of answers as well as all of the latest about her performances. Brand new website. Make sure you check it out, SusanCalloway.com. So what was your highlight? I want to kind of go round robin style. I'll start with Nika. Uh, What was the highlight, the biggest, uh, the most hype, uh, the, the, the biggest event throughout the entire weekend? Weirdly enough, I want to go back and say Susan, just because I've I've loved her for so long. Me, myself, I am a very musical person. I've always been in bands and choirs. I, I sing all the time. It's my life. And so once I discovered Susan years back, I was an instant fan. Her voice is magical. And so just getting to see her not only in concert, um, but to get to talk to her, I mean, meet her at our after party. I can't believe she came. That was so nice of her. And then getting to interview her and hugging her. She even called me her friend. I almost died. So, um, I mean, I think that was that was amazing. And I love that they actually brought Susan to FanFest this year after we tried so hard to get her last time. Yeah. So, I mean, so we had two concerts, a Susan and a piano concert, as well yes. as the Primals. And the Primals, right. of course, were awesome. So. Yes. And the Primals concert, of course, just getting wrapped up. Uh, now, they played a lot of stuff that they did not play last year. Of course, they played Leviathan and they played Titan again. But they were playing a lot of Heavensward music this time around. What did you guys think of, like, the Ravana performance? Or, uh, you know, like, the, the, and dude, dude, they started off real strong with the Thor theme. I mean, it was just, it blew me away. I would like to point something out, and I, and I tweeted this too, so go and check it out, retweet it for me, alright? But within like a few minutes of that of that whole entire concert, everybody on stage was just dripping with sweat, except for soaking. Yeah. Even at the end, he looked completely and perfectly composed. Yes. I, I can only speculate that he himself is actually the primal of Bard. <laughs> so okay. would you say that soaking was was not soaking. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, all right. Uh, Kahlo, how about you? What was your highlight? My favorite thing of probably the entire weekend was actually the lore and localization panel. Yeah? Right? Because like I said, but before this weekend, I didn't really know who Koji Fox was. And we got to see you know, a little bit of his interaction on day one with uh, you know Yoshi and having him do translations and stuff. Yeah. But that panel was nothing but him and Matt Hilton. And let me tell you guys... If there was ever, ever a developer from Square Enix or anywhere that we need to get on our show and make an honorary Limit Break Radio host, it's Koji. It's Fox. Koji. It's Koji. He, he made dick jokes. I know. He lives. So he, many dick jokes. He lives in our same realm of humor, and I love it. You heard uh, it, Koji Fox. The invite has been extended. That's right. Yeah. And we're not going to stop until we get you on our show. That's right. Uh, all right, Juxta. How about you? This again, you, your first time out this year. Yeah. Uh, what was your highlight? My highlight is the people, and just being at the after party. If anyone knows me, and you probably don't, I don't do parties. I don't do dancing. I don't do alcohol. <laughs> when I went to this after party, I did all three of those things. I was the most social I've ever been in my entire you don't life do combined. I've no, seen really. alcohol before. He, he I've does. done it, I mean. but not not often, not often. And at that after party, I was like a completely different person. Yeah. I was talking to people, going up to people, saying, "Hey, what's your name? I love you. It's so great that you're here." And just dancing. I was actually dancing of my own free will. <laughs> and I actually got a dance with two of my favorite people, uh, Senpai and Pelly, that go. night. There you go. And I think I might have kissed some dudes, too. 
<laughs> I think that definitely happened. Escalia, how about you? Your I, first, I mean, your first gotta, uh, excursion out. What is your, uh, what's your favorite? I got to follow up with Juxta on that one. I mean, as much as we talk about like how great this was, how great Stormblood's reveal was, all the, all the lore panel and everything. This for me was about meeting people. Absolutely. And I can safely say that dancing the other night at the after party was the first time in my life I've ever danced. Wow. I have I never. Feel no, not at all. I sat there at one point just like on the verge of tears, but I couldn't cry because I'd ruined my makeup. And just thinking like, <laughs> here we are with 300 people here all yeah. having a great time because of our show in some way or another. Isn't that mind blowing? And like, if that's not enough for you as a performer, then you're doing the wrong well, fucking thing. Yeah, I, uh, totally. Speaking of the after party, I mean, we're obviously going to go a lot more in depth, but I just want to give people a small taste. Juxta opened his action figure at yeah. the after party. <laughs> yeah. We are going to have uh, footage of that. Oh, we very, absolutely are. Very soon. Uh, we absolutely are. All right. I'd like to uh, I'd like to turn it to the crowd here, the little crowd that we have gathered. I'd like to talk to people who we didn't have a chance to get to yesterday. So, uh, anyone, step up. Go ahead. If you did not get a chance to say hi to us yesterday, come and step up to the mic. Our old friend, Jinx McNinja. What's up, homie? Not much, not much. It was an awesome after party, especially that action figure. Dude, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that And was, I didn't have to carry you back to the hotel this time. You know what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That, Another bonus. So much, yes. That, that was a big deal, because you know what? I, I learned something important last year, that pacing yourself is the name of the game. Oh, yeah. It, you, it you, probably also helps that this year you had three to four other people to share the drinks with. Yeah, I had people to absorb the alcohol, which that is also really, really helpful. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, no, no seriously, uh, it, it's it's really about pacing yourself and making sure that, you know, you don't tip yourself over the edge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to maintain responsibility this year. <laughs> I hope that I I hope that I did my fellow LBR hosts proud at the after party. Uh, uh, because uh, I, I, I had such a good time. And uh, last year I had a great, or the two years ago I had a great time too, but I think that was a little bit more embarrassing. So, Jinx, what has been your favorite part of uh, FanFest 2016? Oh, besides the Primals concert, of course. The Primals concert was epic. Yeah. Um, my other favorite thing probably would have been the announcement of Stormblood. Yeah. That trailer was just epic it was amazing so uh question about the uh storm blood trailer now uh what do you think like what are you expecting for storm blood there's been a lot of uh you know a lot of uh uh speculation who the lady in red was a lot of people are saying yida which makes sense a little bit but i don't know it, it, there there have been some debunkings of that theory that I, Carry some pretty strong weight. So, hashtag where's the tattoo? So um, hashtag she's magically enhanced anyway, so it's probably magic. So anyway, so what in that trailer are you looking forward to finding out the truth about the most? Um, figuring out how Ida actually, whether or not the lady in red is Ida. Figuring right. out how she exactly fits into the science, because um, I actually watched one of Ethis's videos where he was doing some theory crafting. 
because he mentions she's not scholarly right. like the rest of them. It's, so that's, how that's exactly true. does she fit in? And I would love to see her character really fleshed out in this yeah. expansion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jinx, it was a pleasure to see you again. Thank you for coming out to the after party, dude. Oh, it's so yeah. much fun hanging out with you every time we come out here to FanFest. So thank you, man. Thank you for uh, for everything that you've been doing for LBR, man. Thank you guys for being awesome. Uh, dude, that's just what we do. <laughs> Comes naturally. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it does. All right, let's uh, let's get somebody else up to the microphone. Uh, let's get let's 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 adjust the the microphone down for Carletta here. We'll uh, we'll. Carletta. Hey, we always love Carletta. She came to the after party the other day. She was a trooper too. She even got to have, I think it was a Nero and someone else uh, um, uh, was helping her out too. I think a Nero said something about how it should have been playing the song "Raining Men" or something like that. <laughs> what? Callie perked up over there. I got really excited when 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 it was time for you to leave yesterday, Carletta, yes. from the from the party, uh -huh. and we all had to carry you down the stairs. Yes. I got a vision in my head uh -huh. of a bunch of really buff good-looking dudes carrying you down the stairs. And I thought, that's exactly what Carletta wants right now. Like, if, if I've ever known Carletta in the in the almost 10 years that we've known each other, yes. this is exactly what Carletta wants right yes. now. <laughs> yes. Buff men, but they got yes. you. Yeah, right. I, I don't know how that worked. Anyway, Carletta, what has been your favorite part of FanFest? Meeting everybody. I just love it. People. Is that Carletta? Is that Carletta? Is that Carletta? <laughs> anyway, as for the game, well, I met, I'm now up to five. I met the top five people of Final Fantasy. I'm Matt Hilton, Koji Fox, uh, Kellen Fox, and uh, Soken and Yoshi. That's great. That's I, great. And it was all just, you know, just right place right time. That, that's the name of the game. If you're looking to talk to any of the developers, it is the right place, right time sort of thing. Because they're buzzing all over the hall. They've got places that they've got to be. But they do really take time yes. out of their day to come and interface with everyone out here. And that's what I appreciate the most. Because you know, it's, it sucks when you know you really want to meet someone and you can never either, either, either you can never find them or if you find them they're busy or swamped. But you know, they're in their little, uh, you know, room, staff room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they ain't coming out. But the beautiful thing about FanFest is that, you know, the, the developers make the time. They, they make the effort to come out and talk to people and say hi. And I think that, that is, that's just a, a really unique opportunity that is uh, just one that I have always been really appreciative of. Yes. So, uh, Carletta. Yes. Uh, when, are you, when are you taking off? When do you go home? I'm going home on Monday. On Monday. So you get an extra day of hanging out Re in Vegas. Yes. It, recovering. The, yeah. Getting ready. Go, yeah. go home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to ask you what trouble you were going to get into tomorrow, but... I'm going to go to the Eiffel Tower experience. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's great. Carletta, thanks for talking with us. Hey, no problem. <laughs> I had a wonderful time. Oh, thank you so much for coming out to the and after party. I got party. to see the chuckleheads. Yes. You did. You got to meet the Chucklehead twins. <laughs> so thank you so much, Carletta. That, that's that's Callie and Juxta. <laughs> yeah, that's what she meant. All right, let's get somebody else on mic here. So Callo, what was up with licking my face the other night? What? What was up with licking my face? Uh, I don't know if that makeup. actually happened. 
I'm pretty sure it happened. No, I don't remember that. Look, Kahlo, I do. when he when he's when he's drunk, he's a liquor. Okay, I'm pretty sure he licked no less than five people that night. No, I only licked two. I yeah, but why was one of them me? No, I kissed a lot of people, but I only licked two, and your makeup tastes disgusting. Ugh. Well, we've now uh, got Saskio over here on our guest mic. What's up, Sas? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Always good to see you guys. What has been your favorite part of FanFest? Meeting old friends like you guys and making new ones. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's yeah. up. In terms of the announcements from Square Enix, what are you most hyped for? I am excited to see what the new jobs are. Yeah. Uh, the trailer first made me think Dancer, and then I realized, wait, both of them are doing martial arts. Warrior of Light is using martial arts. Could this be Monk? And it, it threw me off. It threw a lot of people off. We thought sure. Dancer was a new job. I was yeah. kind of disappointed. I'm waiting for Samurai. Well, a lot of those animations look like flourishes, straight yes, up. Yes. They did. So, I mean, I, I can see why yeah. all of us were confused. But I'm still, I, I still have hope for Samurai. Great, man. We'll see. Uh, Nika, I feel like uh, the hope for Samurai uh, was big for this fan fest. We didn't get it. We got like a soft confirm of Red Mage. I'm still thinking that Xenos' sword is too big to be a Paladin's and not quite a Dark Knight sword. I'm thinking he's I a did Samurai. See that. I, I really do. I did catch that. Now, here's another interesting thing. And I was this. Uh, so I can't remember who told me this, but someone told me this that when they saw Yoshi yesterday or, or on Thursday before FanFest had started, he was wearing the Last Samurai t-shirt. Was he really? Oh. Do we have proof of that? That's, I would love to see that. That's what I have heard. Would he wander around and just like have people see that and count on, that on as day zero? On day zero? <gasps> I don't know. I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like that's a little brazen. It could there. be a coincidence, but I'm not going to give up hope. I don't think Listen. it is a coincidence. Straight up, like it's the Last Samurai because he's the Last Samurai and there's never another one coming. Oh! oh. Wow! Good burn, Carlo. That was good. That was good. No, I, 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 I mean, honestly, The Last Samurai is a Tom Cruise movie. Why else would you wear that T-shirt? I, I, I can't believe that he would actually be a fan of that shitty movie. Okay, all right. Tom Cruise may have been shitty, but uh, isn't that uh, what's his name, Ken Watanabe? That's in it. I don't remember the guy who plays, you know, the the other main character. He's I really no good. Idea. So I, I don't know. I, it's Maybe. been a long time since I've seen it. He might be a fan of it. A long time since I've seen it. He might be a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Sass, thanks so much for talking to us. I have uh, two shout-outs. Yeah, sure. Okay, first of all, anybody on Midgard Stormer, fans of LBR, we got a link shell on Midgard. So you could look for me, Sass Kyoto, or Taser Smurf if you guys want an invite. And to anybody on any server planning on jumping or people from Midgard, we have our own free company. That's great. We have a free company named Azure, 300 strong, about 50 to 60 active at all times, and we... T we cater to casual all the way to high-end raiders. That's great. If you guys are looking for a place to stay, if you're casual, if you're a heavy raider, we've got tons of crafters that are willing to help you guys out. We help you guys out with just about anything you need. That's great, man. Look us up. Azure on Midgard Storm. That's great. Alright, man. Saskio, it's always a pleasure oh, to talk to you, man. Uh, let's let's see you guys uh, next show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, will, uh, we will be here. Alright, let's get somebody else on the mic. Someone who didn't get a chance to talk yesterday uh, Ryuichi, let's get it, let's get you up. What's up, Ryuichi? How's it going, man? All right. Did you write down what you want to say this time? Just uh, kind of bummed that FanFest is over. I know. I know. We're wrapping it up here. Uh, how was uh, the Primals concert, man? 
rocked the fuck out. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Now you came out to the uh, to the uh, party last night. Had a good time. Had maybe a few too many. That was some irresponsible drinking. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I don't drink much. My genetics are I'm already pre, you know predisposed to be somewhat alcohol intolerant. Yeah. So I had four screwdrivers, about maybe a 12 ounce worth of screwdriver. Four of them in like maybe an hour and a half time span. Wow. Trying to fit in that open bar shut, uh, you know, cut off. Dude. <laughs> well, thanks for coming out, man. It's, uh, we appreciate it. What has been your favorite announcement? Um, my, my favorite announcement? Well, obviously expansion. And like, with the new jobs. Yeah. Uh, we obviously got Red Mage. But they kind of back up the samurai claim a bit. You saw the, main, the new antagonist, Xenos. Yeah. He was carrying a, uh, a two-handed katana, and on his side yes, was some was. kind of uh, a really fancy-looking scabbard. Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff, man. It, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the next uh, couple of fan fests unfold here, because we should be getting some awesome information. Ryuichi, thanks for stepping up to the mic and uh, letting us know what you thought of fan fest. Let's get someone else new in the mix. Come on, come on. Anyone else want to step up to the mic? Hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, how's Hi. it going? I'm Hi. good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Introduce, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Soraya Satira. I'm from the Hyperion server. What's up, Soraya? How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Not bad. Not good, bad at good. all. Yeah. Thanks for stepping up to the mic. So what has been your favorite announcement out at FanFest? Uh, you know, I think I'm just really excited about where we're going with uh, the expansion. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that potential hint with, you know, what Monk is up to. Right. That's pretty exciting. Hell yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? The, the chick at the beginning in in red. Yeah. You think that's Ida that that has been the biggest theory you know, going I've around. Been hearing that all weekend yeah. and I'm not sure that I buy it. Really? Think she's missing Ida her tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. And that, worst tattoo. Wait, got, that girl in the video is stacked. Yeah, she's she's that's true, but well endowed. Really but you don't yeah, think that you know she looks the same age that she looked 20 years ago that she couldn't also magically add a tattoo to hide her identity? Sure, I mean, come on, our temporary tattoos are probably a thing in Eorzea too. Oh Man, that's God, been a really temporary, like long-lasting temporary tattoo. Yeah, right. Me. Exactly. I mean, and she's had to place it in the same spot pretty consistently. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I buy it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nika's getting ready to run a marathon because she is stretching. Lot, it might be dancer. I don't know that I buy that either. So, but you know, uh, and again, uh, a lot of those animations right at the beginning of the of the trailer, they did look a lot like flourishes. Sure. And you know, there's been a lot of other questions. I, I've been getting this one a lot on uh, Twitter that uh, one of the two martial artists is using their sleeves as a weapon. Right? Is that something that we could end up seeing uh, coming down the line? You know, I think that could be a really interesting mechanic for sure. I definitely do. And and you know, the question of like, because the three jobs that were speculated the most coming into this were Red Mage, Samurai, and Blue Mage. Now, here's now here here's the thing, though, is that if you do Blue Mage, what weapon do you give them? Right. You could, well, you couldn't give them Dagger because so many, or both Ninja right. and, you know, yeah. everything has that already. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you couldn't give them a sword because so many jobs use swords. Right. So what could they do? Could they use their fists? Maybe. Exactly, or, or their sleeves. Or their sleeves. There well, you go. Blue Mage and Eleven have like scimitar type swords, so they, they can did. make that a specific type sure, of sword. But I mean, it, it, it was it was distinctly Eastern. Yeah. I think at that point you kind of have to be like Yoshi, what you 
compensating for something, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Soraya, thanks for stepping up to the yeah, mic and letting us know. It was a really know. great time seeing you guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks Thanks so much. Uh, let's get someone else up in front of the mic. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Introduce yourself. Hello. I'm Jay Atomo of Marlboro. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, enjoying myself for the most part. What'd I, you think of the Primals concert? Oh, it was fucking rocking, man. Dude, I it mean, was so good. Like, all the great ones that I come to love. Um, I was actually, like, trying to get a little bit of video for friends. Yeah. And I was out of space for Locust. Oh, Locust dude. is my jam. Yeah. I suffer through it through all the Alex raids. Oh, man. Uh, so. Dude, uh, uh, so many of those performances were so good. You know, a lot of new material. Material too. I, I don't know if you were uh, at the last fan fest, but no. we, uh, you, dude, the the primals uh, made a great showing out there. Of course, performing all of the the primals tracks that we had up until that point, but now throwing in a lot of the heavensward music as well. Uh, I am very excited to pick up this CD. The, yeah, that CD coming out in December. I want it. Oh I, yeah, definitely. I, if, if only for the orchestrian roles. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait. I'm sad though that last time they actually got a female singer to do the female songs like Garuda and Ramu, so that's obviously why they couldn't do Shiva, but I'm really, like, I feel like Square Enix, if you need a singer, I'm available. Well, or Susan. Yeah, Susan. I know, I Susan, thought maybe they could Susan have Susan. Susan Calloway was her? Yeah, I so. Could I have one little quip, though? Absolutely. From today. Yes. The Q&A session. Okay. You may have gotten my messages on Facebook. I did see that. I want to be really short and sweet about it. The devs do so much for us. Yeah. And a majority, if not all of those questions, were laced with a lack of respect of what we do get from all of their hard work. Yeah. I, uh, like, oh, why is it a squared circle? Who cares? Uh, and like, oh, I want to go out on a balcony. You got apartments after everybody whined and cried. Look, like, I'm, I'm just going to say. Want, I want more. I'm Give just going to say. I'm just going to say. Look, we, we had teased. Uh, I, I guess the community about the squared circle question, and then it ends up popping up in the goddamn Q and A session. I was going to say not to, to mention that it wasn't just like something easily dismissed. Like there was actually some behind the scenes stuff with that. I mean, you know, you yeah. saw the way that Yoshi was ribbing on Koji. Yeah, we weren't the only ones asking that question. So yeah, it, it, the Q and A, I think. Every Q and A anymore is you know what I would I would much rather them curate the questions. Uh, there were some, and that's not to say that there were uh, that there weren't good questions. There definitely were some good ones, especially about stuff like server con consolidation. Uh, you know, getting confirmation that we're going to be getting some cross server tools to be able to you know uh, put together parties or uh, you know have something to be able to counteract a lot of the uh, population shrink that we've seen on some of these servers. And, you know, one of the things that Yoshi said that really made a, uh, an impact with me is that we're moving towards serverless, you know, like shard, a shardless game. And I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, and Nero, I missed that. Do you not think that that question was curated? No, I that th question was there so that Yoshi yeah. or Yoshi could make fun of Koji up on stage. That's yeah, why that was there. Maybe, maybe you, you got Maybe they. I don't know. I want to. I, I want to decide with them and uh, and say that they're they're picking questions out of a hat at random. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, thanks so much for uh, coming up and talking to us. We appreciate it. No problem. Great seeing you guys. And maybe I can call in a little bit more. We would love <laughs> to hear from you. All right. Please do. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to do two more. Does anyone else? Come on up. Come on up. Please introduce uh, yourself. Hello. How's it going, guys? Great. Uh, Full Buster here from Sarge and the Free Company. That's what's up. Woo! Woo! LB Army. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you. There you go. All right. So, what was your favorite announcement from FanFest? Oh, wow. That's... Probably just the <laughs> just the new zones and uh, that Eureka place. Yeah, I, I got the feeling it's what Diadem should have been. Yes. Now, I, look, <sighs> I I have some the pet theories about Eureka. I really want this to be a zone like Sky or Sea, and they did say this is a zone. They did say there's an emphasis on exploration, and they did right. say it's connected to progression. So those are three things, those are three key words that I'm looking for in any new system outside of dungeons or raids that they're going to be putting in, and I think that that is a great move by Square Enix. You know Absolutely. what, though? Especially if it's a, actually a zone like Sea and not an instance thing like DM. Yes, yes, I totally agree. That, uh, that needs to be a big part of it because it needs to be uh, um, persistent. It needs to be a persistent Absolutely. zone that doesn't get reset. I totally agree. I hate to bring a little bit of negativity to this little positive party we have, but how many times have we said this is what Diadem should have been? This is what Diadem should have been. This is what Palace of the Dead should have been. I mean, yeah. I have high hopes and I want to be positive, but I'm just saying guys, brace yourselves. Alright? Brace yourselves. That's all. Okay. All right. They're getting there. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, the thing is, is I think that they've been dialing it in for the last year. And really, I, I hope that they're in the lab coming up with something incredible for Eureka. And I'm placing my faith in that. Uh, and, you know, the the, the uh, variations on, uh, you know, a dungeon mechanics and the the battle system revamp, I think, is oh, yeah. one of going to be one of the biggest factors moving from 3.0 to 4.0. I'm just not looking forward to another 10 levels of something to put on my hot bar. Give us, like, yeah. some traits. Yes. Or yeah. the next tier of a trait. The last thing I think we got was at level 48. Right. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's the whole idea between revamping the battle system is they're going to trim down some of that ability bloat, and maybe we'll see more of an evolution from 60 to 70 in our rotation. That's what I'd like to see. That's what I'd like to see. And especially sure. and some of those useless skills getting taken out of there as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. Well, thank you for coming up and talking to us. We really appreciate it. Thank nice you for much, being guys. an LB Army member. Uh, it's it's awesome having you in the free company. And, uh, yeah, thank you for everything, man. Uh, just one more thing real quick. I yeah. can wait. I'm going to mean to stall everything. Uh, I managed to get my hands on a book, Ooh. and I don't feel like my experience would be complete unless I can get all of you to just give me a signal. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, for oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. We will absolutely sign your encyclopedia, Eorzea. And that is, uh, I almost feel like honored to touch it because. <laughs> no, I feel like kind of scared. It's so cool. cool. It's like, are you sure you want us to ruin it? Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, all well, right. Let's... I got at this and happy already. So what more can you do? That's awesome. <laughs> Good oh, that one. Was funny. Zing. All right. One more person. And then we got to wrap it up here tonight. Uh, let's hear from you. Come on, step it up, step it up. Oh, Introduce yourself. Sweet. Uh, Vincent PVT from Swagatonis. What's up, Vincent PVT? Dude, thank I you. I know that guy. I know. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us here at uh, at our live wrap-up, but also at the after party last night. Did you have a good time? Yes, amazing time with you guys. Dude, I'm so happy to hear that. Everything that I've heard back from people is that they had just an awesome time, and that really makes me happy. So, Did I kiss you? No. Maybe? 
Maybe. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, I guess. All right. Anyway, uh, what was your favorite announcement out here from the 2016 Fan Fest? Um, the job. The subtle hint from Samurai and me just taking that hit and just breaking it apart and finding connections everywhere. So now you're talking about Zeno. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm I, telling you, it's uh, happening. It's I, happening. It's happening. Can I explain something? Because out of all of the Guardian Generals, we've seen a job based on each and every one of them. We had... Paladin, which we killed first, then the white chick, which is us for ninja, and the sword class, and we now have this one, huh. who's a samurai-ish type character. Plus, we're forgetting we still have one set of moves, which was Nero, who is a hammer user. So, blue mage hammer, maybe? Okay, mm. except, you know what? Xeno isn't even a real Garlean. Did you see a gun on that so-called katana? Because I sure didn't. Sure didn't, but in the ninja quest line, they, the Guardians got a traitor to teach them how to be ninjas. So, awesome. maybe? Keep, keep in mind that the first gun user we saw was like in uh, uh, the tower. What's the freaking serious? Circus? Fair serious? No, Fair was serious. Oh. Uh, the guy had, and also in Sasha had a gun. But also in Fair serious, that guy's really clearly machinist. And he's like, the cow over here is like, why would we get a job from an enemy? But no, not just an enemy. machinists we saw were enemies. Not just no. an enemy, like the end boss. Come on. We saw, uh, what's her name? From Limza, the general. Merlewib. Oh, yeah, Merlewib uses a gun. Blowfish. She uses a gun. Before we got Machinist, before it was You're, confirmed, confirmed, we had a cutscene of her shooting the the guy that was trying to summon Leviathan. Yeah. She pulls out both her pistols and just starts shooting everything. Yep, yep. And then we saw Machinist announced later yeah. after that patch. So, was it, now, I, I'm, I, I think I remember, was it you who was telling me yes, about, about, the, the samurai yeah, shirt? about the samurai shirt? Yes. When, what day was this? Was this Thursday? Day zero. It was day zero, like, so yeah, that would have been Thursday. by everyone, and I'm like, oh, wait. What is that on his shirt? And then he said hello to someone like, The Last Samurai. Hmm. hmm. And then after I saw the other shirt, I'm like, oh, wait. See, the reason I don't think that that's any kind of soft confirm is because he always makes a specific showing of it. For Scarlet Witch, he's like, oh, boy, it, it sure is hot in here. I'm going to take off my coat. You know what? Hang on, hang on. But here's the thing, though. We didn't know about the shirt reveals last FanFest. We didn't know about the shirt reveals in 2014. So, no one was thinking to look at whatever shirt he was wearing the day before the convention. But exactly. didn't he do it the same way with Dark Knight? He was like, oh, here's yes. my shirt. Yes, but but who knows if he was wearing, uh, you know, because there was... Uh, was like, a, there, like a machinist shirt the day something. before or something? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like there was another shirt reveal that he had done. Yeah, there was one more. I don't remember what it was. I don't. Yeah. I, I truly don't remember. Of course, everyone remembers the Dark Knight one. Wasn't he wearing yes. a GoldenEye shirt? That's what it was. Yeah, it was a GoldenEye shirt. That there was, we go. That was out at the... Uh, European fan fest a couple of days later so yeah we didn't even know to look like at day zero what is Yoshi P wearing and I think like you know what I, there might be something to that okay, man well, you because know, my again, challenge. again The Last Samurai is a really shitty movie I know I'm like why is he wearing that and then I saw the general like oh oh, oh shit oh yeah Maybe maybe uh, uh, one of our viewers uh, or listeners can do us a favor and go back and look at some archive footage of pictures taken on day zero of uh, Fan Fest 2014. Yeah. I don't think I don't know that we have to dig that deep no, into the rabbit hole. No, we but we have people that might. Right. Uh, anyway, Vincent, thank you so much for uh, hanging out, for coming to the after party, and uh, for uh, you know for being an LBR supporter. So thank you very much, Vincent. Thank you guys. You guys are amazing. Oh, dude, thank, thank you. you. You're so kind. All right. Uh, I think that's where we got to cut it. Guys. 
guys, we have got to get out of here. Oh, man. Uh, Dale, come on, Scry. Come on, real quick, real quick, real quick, right. real quick. I, I had to because I have a funny little story to share about one of our favorite LBR members. Okay. So, not members. LB Army members. There we go. Okay. Uh, Ryoichi. Yeah. And the story of how I took him home last night okay. from the after party. So, as uh, we got him home safe, that's the key. The first thing I want to mention, real quick, we got him home safe after he's all wobbly after just three drinks. I didn't realize he was that much of a lightweight, but we got him home as we were waiting for uh, Sevo Kevo to pick us up. He's passed out next to me. These two Norwegian tourists come up to me, smile at uh, Ryoichi, lean into me. It's like. Uh, and they're like Norwegian accents. Like, can, can we take a picture with him? I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like what? It's like what do you mean you want to take a picture with him? And it's like, it's a drunk man passed out in Vegas. It's the ultimate experience. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that is amazing. And it's like, yes, you can take a picture to, uh, of them, him, with uh, you, with him. I just have one request. Send me the picture. He's never going to live this down. <laughs> so they, sure did enough, they send it to you? Yes, oh, they sent it to me. I will. Sure, I think I sent it to you. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to take a look for that because that's pretty. That's pretty. But funny. no, like my like it was awesome last night, man. My vote is voice is still trash. Yeah, you, you, we, you can hear it in all our voices. Oh, we no. have just but been no, at this so for sure. This whole fan fest was an awesome experience. Yeah, it was a little gimpy. I'll admit it. It was a little gimpy compared to last fan fest, but. I still had a great experience either way. It just had less to do, apparently. Favorite, favorite announcement? Favorite announcement. Like in just a five for Oh, four. Fan Fest, yeah. Honestly, seeing PS3 being removed was a great feeling. Yeah. For the reason of now we get better graphics in general, a lot more in depth. We'll probably even have bigger zones because of this. So, yeah. Yeah, disappearing of PS3 limitations has to be the best thing possible for me. I, I agree. There was a big, big cheer for that one as well as a big cheer for in expanding inventory space. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a those, great one. Those too. are going to be big. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Scry. It's uh, always great to talk to you, and it's always great to hear from you on the show. Yep. No, we've got to wrap it up. We're getting the high sign. We've right. got yep, yep. to get out of here. Guys, it has been an amazing fan fest. That is it from uh, FanFest 2016. I'm sad. I know. Uh, let's get some closing thoughts here, guys. Uh, what? Uh, let's let's close it out. Uh, Kala, why don't you start? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, the last time that I was at a FanFest was 2008, and you know, we went there as sort of like a media present. It was the first time we'd ever done it before. Yeah. Bogged down by equipment. I didn't feel like I got to experience it as much as I would have liked to. But the one thing that that has in common, that this has in common, that all cons have in common, is getting to meet the people, putting yeah. faces to names, and being able to meet these people that we've been playing with for years, and you get to skip over all that awkward getting to know someone, because it's already there. It's yeah. just like diving right in yeah. to this family that you've had forever, and being you know right there with each other, just a whole nother level. It is. It's fantastic. Nika, what is, final thoughts here? Well, I know that two years ago I was saying how this was, you know, second to my wedding, like the best weekend of my life, and this was no exception. Um, I mean, it was great having the entire LBR crew here. I think there's something very magical about that. I mean, it was great with just you and Nero last time, but I think that the experience is definitely enhanced by everyone. I also had five out of eight people from my raid static here, which oh, was cool. so much fun. We instantly clicked, and it's been amazing. So it really is the people. It really is just the experience you have, and I think, like, this is going down as the next best weekend. So. Absolutely. 
absolutely, absolutely. Juxtaposition, final thoughts on uh, FanFest weekend. Totally amazing. I mean, I've been to Yomacon and I've been to Vegas, but when you You take also went to ASEN. ASEN, yes. I've been I've been to cons before and I've been to Vegas before. But when you put Vegas in FanFest, the sum is greater than its parts, and it's literally the best time in my entire life. My life just keeps getting better from LBR, so thank you, LBR and LB Army. There you go. Escalia, final thoughts. I just have to say thank you to everyone. I mean, we are here because of you, both financially, emotionally, supportive. No matter how you look at it, you guys are the reasons that we're here and just spending the whole weekend stopping, taking pictures, shaking hands, meeting people, some people who are trans or know someone who's trans and them saying things like, hey, you're my, you're my, you're my sister's hero or I've got a friend or something like that who looks up to you. Aww. I don't even know how to reply to that sort of thing. It's just unbelievable and amazing and I want to say thank you to the LB Army and everyone out there who's listening. And I got to echo that sentiment because it, it really is because of your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio that we're able to do any of this. You guys made this possible if you liked listening to fan fest from our perspective then that's what your money goes to support this was a big undertaking for us obviously we've never been able to take the entire crew out here before and you know what i'm really proud of that i'm really proud of the fact that our uh, that our, our audience stepped in and said we want all of you out there we want full representation we want to meet all of you we've met anira we've met nika and they're awesome but we also want to be able to meet Kahlo and Juxta and Escalia. And you know what? That's an amazing, it really is. It's an amazing feeling. It's a humbling feeling. I know that, you know, we make, we crack a lot of jokes on the show and we play up the, the idea of having egos and being egotistical and being assholes because it's fun. Well, we, we have those things though. It, we do. We, it, that's part of us. But at the same time though, it is so humbling to come to a place like this and to hear over and over again people come up to you and tell you how much the thing that you spend your entire week thinking about what you want to say on the show they they, they they tell you that it's it's sometimes the highlight of their week I, I still you know I've been doing this for 15 years I still don't know how to take that compliment it's an it's amazing hard. compliment and I, I keep those locked deep inside of my heart every time I get them so I, I need to thank everyone who came up and said hi who introduced themselves who took a picture with us this weekend if you, if you did get a picture with us please post please. it tag us send it to it do everything we would love to see it please please do it yeah yeah, anyone who stopped by any of the uh, the the uh, uh, you know the after party or the wrap ups, uh, you know, really anyone who even just gave us a passing mention, except that guy who said Skuro was his favorite part of LBR. Except that guy. <laughs> yeah, except fuck that, that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for such a wonderful year out at FanFest, guys. We can't wait to do this again. That's gonna be it here for Limit Break Radio. Again, I want to thank my entire crew Woo! Kahlo Juxta Escalia Nika I'm an hero keep listening
Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. These FanFest specials were produced by Nero Grigori, Cal Landis, Juxtaposition, Ascali Arayumasa, Nika Kayanian, and Kuki Persona. Extra big thank you to The Rock House at the Venetian in Las Vegas for treating us so well. And the biggest thank you to Kooky Persona, who planned and executed not just the after party, but our lodging arrangements as well. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Mary Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexin, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, Dark Flux, Null Packer, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. Additional music provided by Pharaoh Atom, Beggar Shoe, Benjamin Anthony James, Rika Teeks, Ride Hot, Von Grimm Music, The Primals, and Susan Calloway. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. (laughs) 